Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott joining you. Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu. And a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the app store the stoffer recommendation is the mediterranean chicken brendan's a big fan of the texan as we head off to the river Cree resort casino hotline and hook up with our oilers now headliner for wilhawk beef jerky just might be the best you've ever tasted search for wilhawk w-i-l-h-a-u-k today we welcome back to the show for his weekly update the head coach of the bakersfield condors jay woodcroft jay how are you I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Good. You survived a weekend in Vegas, did you? Yes, uh, yes, we did. Yeah, we actually. Uh, uh, I thought we played pretty two pretty close hockey games, um, and uh, both of them were at strange starting times. One, uh, the first one on the Friday was at eleven in the morning, and then uh, the next day was at four o'clock, which. The benefit to that was that we got in at a decent hour. So uh, two competitive hockey games there. Um, we earned a split. Uh, on the week, we were 2-1, and one, uh, having won a home game earlier in the week against Colorado. Um, so a pretty productive week to end our month of October. All right. Well, uh, you don't have your number one goaltender who established himself last year, Stuart Skinner. He was up on the ice again today. Uh, though it's Mike Smith is closing in on a potential return, I'd be stunned if he doesn't play either Wednesday or Friday, and at that time he'll be getting Stuart Skinner back. So let's start with goaltending. Uh, what was the breakdown? Who got the starts? Who got the call in between the pipes? And assess the overall performance as far as if you could. Yes. Uh, so in the midweek game against Colorado, Ilya Konovalov played for us and got the win in a 5-4 victory. And then uh, the next game we played... Uh, Olivier Rodrigue in Vegas, and um, on that game we won three to two. And I thought, uh, just as a team, that was the best game we've played all year. And because of that, um, we we wanted to uh, keep pretty much the same lineup the next day, uh, heading into the Saturday. And so, uh, 
since Stewart has left, the, the team record is is two and three. Um, but we've been in every game. We've been in seven, one basically one goal hockey games uh, during the month of October. For those young goalies that are getting uh, more and more experience at this level, I think there's been some good parts of their game. I've seen a little bit of growth, but there has to be more, um, especially if they want to command uh, more and more uh, time in the nets. Um, but both of them have given us the chance to win. They've, they've shown well uh, in their games, but there's certainly room for improvement. Okay. Uh, defensively, I'm hearing secondary reports. You coached the team, and I wasn't at the games, but I hear this might have been Philip Broberg's best weekend. Yeah, Phil, uh, we we think Phillip's coming. Uh, we think he's right where he needs to be. We're trying to keep his pitcher small on the information that um, we're giving him. We want certain areas of his game um, to be continued to be worked on, and, and we want to see improvement at But I thought specifically the Friday game was uh, excellent for him. Um, we gave up 15 shots in that game. And in fact, in, in the three games uh on the week as a, as a whole we're in the you know low uh, i think low 60s in the for three games so divide that by by three you're in the low 20s as an average per game and philip who commands the most ice time on our back end was a big part of that shot suppression uh we're proud of that and we think going forward that gives us a good template on how we have to win games but specifically for broberg i thought um his one-on-one play was excellent he's improving uh his net play uh he's been a factor on the power play um, but a lot of our focus towards Philip goes to defending and taking pride in that part of the game. And, you know, his his physical gifts and skills speak for themselves, and they were apparent this week as well. Uh, rare we use the term spatial awareness when referencing hockey players, but the one thing I noticed in the rookie uh, the rookie games and then a couple, uh, he, he got into a couple preseason games, is to me there were times like it looked like he ran himself in a position where, you know what, against a more physical opponent, he could get hurt. This is not this is not Sweden. This is North America. There's less area and space to work with. And, and I, even if you're a superior skater, and he is a superior skater, I was concerned about that. And I'm just wondering, am I off base there? Or is that something no, that I, he, he's going to have to improve on for, uh, you know, his inevitable transition and we're not saying right away, Jay, but down the road to to get to the NHL level. No, I think I think you're on it, and you know you can call it spatial awareness or just situational awareness, understanding who you're on the ice against. Uh, you know, one of the things we talk about him with is. Um, we want small ice habits because things happen quicker over here and the game is just naturally faster and more physical because you're not on the big ice surface. I think when we can talk about it, we can talk about tactics and everything, but I think younger players that grow up uh, on the big ice, they have to feel it. 
too. And he's, you know, going through that stage of experiential learning. And, and like I said, I, I've been, I've been pleased with uh, his development thus far. He's still got a way to go. Um, he's not a perfect player. He's, he is, and I haven't seen any, um, but he's a work in progress and he's putting in good work right now. We're, we're pleased with where he's at. Jay Woodcroft is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. He joins us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. And he is our headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Jay, you've got uh, you know several contracted defensemen on the farm right now. Are you able to play them all? I mean, uh, you got Lagesson back, obviously uh, after after his injury. Sam Rukov is now playing for you. I guess maybe that's where we should go next. I mean, he got into three games here. How did he look after breaking his jaw in the rookie camp? Well, we're excited to have him back in the lineup, first of all. Um, just to answer your first question, what we've done is we've committed to going to seven defensemen and, and playing seven defensemen uh, for a while. It's been something that we played around with last year and, and we felt it made us a better team. This is a new group this year, but um, with the amount of D-men that we do have, we think we have eight D-men that can play, um, you know, uh, that are available to us right now here in Bakersfield. Uh, so we will play 7D going forward. For Sammy, I think he is somebody, um, you know, who put a lot of work in and had the un- to recover from his injury from last year. He spent the, the summer in Edmonton, um, felt good about himself, and then had another unfortunate injury to his jaw. I thought his first game, um, it, it was very fast uh, for him. Um, and he, you know, he, he had to get through it, and he played well and played hard and helped the team win. I think uh, he really took a step in the, the last two games. Um, he scored a big goal for us late in a game, a game winner, uh, which was was big for our team. Uh, but he was physical. He was engaged, and I thought you know he got better and better as the week wore on. And um, he's a big part of what we got going on back there. All right, uh, up front, we're getting lots of texts coming in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, you got to ask Jay about Ryan McLeod. There you go. Yeah, but he's a good guy to talk about. I think, uh, you know, his his gifts speak for themselves. You you, you know it. You can see it. Um, he's somebody with um, great great feet, great legs. His speed through the middle of the rink. He's played over 20 minutes a night since he's been down here. Um, what we're trying to work on with Ryan is to um, stay in plays longer. And what do I mean by that? I mean um, offensively when the when the puck goes to the net is to not go past that traffic area, but to stop, to get his nose over the puck, to play in the blue paint, to burrow to find rebounds, that type of thing offensively, but also defensively. And what I mean by that is, you know, if a, if the other team lays the puck in and they get a stop on a forecheck, they touch it first for whatever reason, they get a stop is to not glide past or glide through the battle, but to stop on that puck, to support that defenseman, 
uh, who's in duress. Um, those are things that we're working on with him. We're encouraging him to shoot the puck more, to think shot first. Um, but he's a young guy who uh, got reassigned uh, back to the American Hockey League, and he's working on his game every single day and with diligence. He, he's, a, he's a fun guy to coach, comes to the rink every day with a great attitude, and we're happy to have him here. Uh, Seth Griffith has been very good for you. I think he's on a multiple-game point streak, and it looks like Cooper Marodi started to warm up as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, both of them uh, fixtures on our power play, and I saw something about the Oilers' power play that's on fire right now to start the season and having scored. And um, basically, since the beginning of the season, well, the the Condors' power play has um, it's not converting at the same percentage rate, but it has scored in every game of our year as well. And those two guys that you mentioned are a big part of it. Seth uh, thrives on the power plays on our flank. A lot of times the puck goes through him uh, before it gets to the net, and uh, he he's feeling offensively confident, and it's a big part of the goals that we've been scoring on that power play. Cooper, I've seen come alive in the last three games or so, um, come alive offensively. He's converting the chances that he is getting. And, you know, similar to Benson in years past, we're, we're trying to help Cooper – uh, with a pathway to the NHL. Uh, so we've introduced him on the penalty kill for the first time, and uh, he's done well. So both of those guys are, are key fixtures for us up front. Jay, Edmonton fans are concerned a little bit about uh, Connor Yamamoto. I mean, he's got just one goal in his last 36 regular season and playoff games. Uh, so... But, and and then the fan, the player that I've had some people text about here since this interview started has been Raphael Lavoie, just that he's been quiet offensively. What's going on there? Is it just a byproduct? Is he snake bit? Is he because uh, he was fairly productive for you last year when he came back from Sweden? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think Raph is a young player who is figuring out the demands of the American Hockey League and how good this league is on an everyday basis. Last year when he came in, it was a special situation. It was at the end of the year uh, and into a playoff run, and things happened fast for him. He got off to a good start and then uh, was offensively quiet for a large number of games and then kind of came back alive towards the end of the year offensively. For us, um, he's had uh, uh, not the start that he wants to offensively, despite being uh, paired up or line mates with our two leading point getters in Cracknell and Griffith for most of the year. He's seeing a decent amount of ice time, five on five. He plays on our power play. That's had some success. But personal uh, offensive success hasn't been there for him. That's a challenge, and it's a challenge for a lot of young players when they come into this league full-time. Our focus with Raf over the last little while has been how do you impact games when you're not having that offensive success? How is your checking? How is your skating? How are the details in your game? And that's where we're putting our focus with him while at the same time doing things in practice to try and increase his offensive confidence. But we want him to garner or command minutes based on his overall 200 feet play. And when he does, we we're confident that, uh, you know, he'll get going offensively, but we're waiting for that to happen. And like I said, he's had healthy minutes and, 
you know, we need him going forward. We're going to need his production for sure. Jay, what's the schedule like this week? This week, uh, we're having a good practice week here, and we play Friday in San Diego and Saturday at home against Ontario. Two good hockey teams. We're going to get tested. All right, Jay. Hey, appreciate the time as always. Thank you for joining us here in Oilers now. My pleasure, Bob. Have a good day. You bet. That is Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. It's 148. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, we'll take a timeout and come back and wrap up the show this day in Oilers history. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. It is 151 in Edmonton. You already know that cars cost less than Wetaskiwin, but did you know that Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin, 10 time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction? What does this mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations, and making sure advertised prices include all accessories, free uh, fees, and taxes, with the exception of GST. If those attributes are important to you, phone our friends Uncle Belt, Rich, Johnny, and a gang at Brent Ridge Ford at one 877 or visit BrentRidge.com. I asked you earlier, uh, where are you at with Kyler Yamamoto? Are you getting concerned or not? And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Mark in St. Albert says, Bob, I'm more than a little concerned with Yamo's uh, productivity. I actually think that we should seriously considering uh, consider moving him off of the second line. Problem is we don't have a, many options to replace him in that spot, with the exception of Zach Cassian, and I wouldn't want to hurt the performance of the third line in doing so. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, keep it coming. Keep it coming. we got lots more coming in. Uh, Jamie from Calgary says, Bob, if we keep talking about Yamamoto's lack of scoring, we will jinx him and make the situation worse. Let's talk about how much he hounds the other team's players to get the puck. Uh, he's an example of what the third and fourth line should do. That's from Jamie in Calgary. I'll make the prediction right now. I don't know if it's going to happen tonight or against Nashville or against the Rangers, but in one of the three games, the Oilers are going to score six or more goals. You heard it here. Brendan, mark it down at uh, 153. It's going to happen. In one of these next three home games, the Oilers are going to break out because they've been snake bit, and Yamamoto's do. So I'm going to call it. He's going to get one tonight. That's my prediction. And we'll see what happens. I'm rarely right. As we go to list day in Oilers history for New West Travel, you can join Oilers now in Seattle to see the Oilers play the Kraken and the Seahawks against the 49ers. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. This was a big day in Oilers history. 
the uh, whole franchise is founded by Wild Bill Hunter and Dr. Charles Allard as one of 12 founding franchises in the World Hockey Association. Now, they were named the Alberta Oilers with the idea that home games could maybe be split between Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, that's after the proposed Calgary Broncos WHA team ended up in Cleveland instead. The puck dropped for the Oilers the following season, 1972. All right. Uh, tomorrow on Oilers Now, on uh, Kevin Lowe, uh, Hall of Fame, week uh, we will hook up with Paul Coffey as well as have uh, Mark Spector Sportsnet Spec who wrote the definitive book on the Battle of Alberta called the Battle of Alberta Spec's appearance is brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta live standard bread racing returns to Century Mile Racetrack December uh, 4th you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. We're up against the clock here. We'll tell you this. Uh, coming up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye from 3 to 6. 6 o'clock, the face-off show. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Cam Moon with the call tonight with myself, Jack Michaels, Louis DeBrus, Gene Prince of Anna Gang have the Sportsnet broadcast as well. I'll rejoin you at 6. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.